Let's go. We are doing no. Hey, Alex, first movie we've done in a minute. Yeah, so we have been sticking to TV because I think that's what we're better at. It's what we enjoy potting about more, but we're doing a movie today. We're doing Nope. Jordan Peele's new uh, sci-fi epic. Yeah, it really is an epic, isn't it? Is it science fiction? Yes, it's like... Well, I always have this I always have this thing with you. Is you the know? creature science all right, all right. Is like in Inception. Is that science yeah, fiction? Yeah, they created a device that allows you to go into someone's brains. But That's like, isn't a- anything involving aliens considered sci-fi? I guess, Alex, is it an alien? Uh, I think they want you to believe it didn't come from Earth. We'll, we'll give you that because of saucer. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the reason. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it. Uh, Jordan Peele's third movie, and he's already sensation across i mean he's like he has like spielberg credibility well let's think about it there's a lot of directors coming out of the woodwork these days that have three movies right now and all of them are bangers he's very similar to chazelle kugler all of them have three movies but he has something that these guys don't have is before get out he was already a name for decade plus yeah decade plus like first of all started on mad tv yeah then moved over to um Key and Peele. He did Key and Peele for years. And Key and Peele was like one of the greatest shows. It was the only show to like ever beat SNL at like Sid at like uh, Sketch Game. At Sketch Game. It was the only show I like at the Emmys to I think ever beat him at the game. And listen, I think me and you both enjoyed Key and Peele a lot more than we did SNL at the time. Yeah, oh Key and Peele Every was... sketch was gold. I even love their Keanu movie. Oh, I I think Keanu was actually hysterical. We were a little young when Get Out came out though. Like like young, I didn't get to see Get Out in theaters. I remember that's that. what I'm saying. But we were young. We weren't seeing every movie in theaters. You know, we didn't have the money to see every movie. Yeah. In well, A list just changed the A-list game. Changed. If we had A list in high school, we still couldn't afford it. I that's wish A list <laughs> would like promote the pod because we would. I I've gotten like 20 people to get A list. Oh yeah, we're definitely keeping A list uh, overground here. We don't. They don't need our help. But but I, if they want to pay us to promote, we're no, right I mean, here. I, I think I saw Get Out on my computer. What? How did you see it the first time? I think I got like a when I was when I was getting like you torrented know, when I was getting like bad torrents. Uh, and it wasn't even like top. Like that's the thing. First time I saw it, it was like oh, I saw it a little like, late. This isn't like great quality. Yeah, but like even watching the trailer, I was like, okay, it's another movie like The Purge. It's another one of these uh, kind of small budget horror movies where like you know it's gonna be like action, like a Ready or Not or an Invitation or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it ends up being a little, you know, it ends up being more. And obviously there's the huge, you know, thing surrounding it. But I think we were at the point where we're right in the cusp of understanding movies at that way. We didn't quite do it yet. Yeah. Well, also, I'll say this. Before Get Out, I'm sorry, before Get Out, before Nope, I rewatched Get Out and Us. Was Us, we saw in theaters. Us, we really us, loved in theaters. Us was a wild theater experience but, for me. Um, being able to rewatch Get Out now I was I was able to appreciate it on so yeah, many more levels. Exactly. Also, I think uh, what's her face from Girls, who plays the girlfriend in that, is like Oscar worthy at times. Allison Williams. Allison Williams is so good in that movie. It is like while Daniel Kaluuya is amazing and deserves his Oscar nod, Allison Williams the work she does because I was rewatching and I'm like, oh shit, she's the villain the whole time. You don't you don't realize how much work she's actually doing and as a performer. I, I actually I'm really surprised she didn't end up getting a bunch of roles out of this. Uh, well, she got that one violin movie that everybody did like. 
Uh, but like that was like a Netflix a small budget movie. Netflix yeah, movie. Yeah, right? that wasn't. Uh, I think that's what she wanted to do there for a long time. That's why I'm saying that. Oh, that was like a project she was. I, I had heard something about that, and don't quote me, but uh, <laughs> don't quote me. <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying is, uh, I feel like Get Out. Uh, Yo, we gotta start beef on the pod, like. No, I mean what he does better than I think most other people, especially at his age in the game of directing, right? Because he's a young director. Yeah. Right. I think he creates characters that don't require backstory better than maybe anybody else. Even in Nope, you're looking at uh, you're looking at OJ's character and Kiki Palmer's, and you don't need any scene that describes why they're siblings or their relationship as siblings. You understand it immediately if you've had a sibling, right? You understand their relationship immediately without any they don't need a flashback scene showing you know how they were when they were younger because we get it we get it we understand the director the cinematographer in this movie like three scenes he barely speaks and you're like oh i understand what this i understand all exactly. about well me and you in the like the spoilery scene where he's like i gotta get the shot me and you are like yeah you gotta get the shot i was watching it with somebody and i was immediately like oh he's gotta get the shot and my guy's like what he's like the perfect shot. The lighting had lined up. This was it. It's golden hour. You you, you only get this. Yeah, you only get and a he was once. like, "Oh yeah, he's trying to get the best shot. I got it." And like, but like, that was like such an inside film thing, right there. It was such like a film. Also, only like a film bro would be like, hundred percent. He had to get like it was. It's not a question. You're just like had to get the shot. Had to get the shot. I was really. It's like it's like, but you're gonna die. But but he got the shot. That's all that matters. Right. And even, so let's go back, like, even at us, like, our ages, I think we were still, like, we, we, we liked film, we liked movies, and we liked talking about Well, it. I think um we just started, like, going, like, A-list had, like, just become a thing. No, but, not, like, even our understanding ago. of, like, analyzing movies, which I still don't fully comprehend the points of us, right? But, I, I. <laughs> no, no, but it happens to be, in the theater, I was on the edge of my seat, I was terrified. When they go underground and Lupita versus Lupita... You know, and that end, that end. Uh, oh, that whole dance is so awesome. Yeah, and Lupita given like a top ten performance of of, well, of the of the century. Lupita deserved the Oscar for that movie. On the rewatch, you're just like, when, especially when you know Lupita is the bad version, you're like, she's acting just on on just a scale you just don't see. Well, it. one of them was going to be bad, and she played both of them. No, but but when you realize, I got it, I got it, I got it. Again, I don't see that character. I see it as, oh yeah, you have the disagreement with me. On okay, this. so the disagreement is in us. I I, I think Not, she, yeah us yes. I think she completely blocks out what happened to her as a kid with switching the bodies until she's much older. Disagree. And, no, until she actually comes back. No, and and, and, and I I've always thought the smile at the end she shows she always knew. She's yeah. always known what was up. She always known. I totally disagree. Kim, I, 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 I feel like, and Jordan Peele 100 would answer this. Like he wouldn't be like, oh, he may, he may disagree with me, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 not, pro- he probably would. I think my understanding is you're supposed to believe she may knew not, the whole time. Though. He may not. No, he might tell me I'm full of shit. Yeah. So let's go back. We got Nope finally, and our expectations coming in where this is going to be amazing no matter what. Well, you're just like it's at bare minimum, it's going to be. The most beautiful thing to look at because you're like it's the first horror movie shot with an IMAX camera. It'll be and I, you know we're looking for thought provoking content and we knew we were gonna get it. We're looking for symbolism. We knew we were gonna get that. But I was coming into this expecting not as fast a pace. I was expecting more of a hangout, kind of a, a slow rise to like a, a third act craziness. 
you know, which, like which we kind of got a little like bit, like a traditional uh, psychological thrill, like 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 a Hereditary we, or a Get we, Out. We didn't get it in that sense, but we definitely got the build up to the crazy third act. Yeah, yeah, but I thought it was gonna be, you know, we're hanging out in the ranch. What could go wrong? And then boom, third act. You know, yeah. but it was no, it was a. It was like a roller coaster ride from the beginning, super fast paced, and the way they intercut it with the other but, story. But it gets the most knocks it gets is for being really slow. I think it's slow into getting to the point in terms of in terms of like symbolism and. But like, the, I think scene to scene, it moves. It moves incredibly fast, and what's what? I mean, it doesn't wait for the third act to really show you the monster. Well, I think ha- to me the scariest part of the movie to, every, the, to everybody, and to me also just like. The thing is, you you said you knew it was a creature. And, uh, said, as soon as Kaluuya said, OJ literally says, that's not a ship. And I'm like, yeah, it's obviously a monster. I got so it. So I, I still was, I still didn't know until you see it eating people. I was like, yeah, also, I, this is one of the scariest shots. And you just immediately cut to the inside of the monster. And they're being sucked up and their their dead bodies are literally on top of them. And It's absolute insanity. I thought we saw a face and then like, and then I realized, oh, no, it was just a dead body over there. I, I thought the movie was straight crazy when that when that was happening. I, I really liked the reveal. Yeah, what were you expecting it, coming in? So I was expecting an alien movie. You really had me with this idea, like your third act, we were going to go inside the alien ship. No, but I, I was expecting. Were you expecting kind of a slower pick than what we got? No, I was kind of expecting that kind of pace. I was expecting a little bit more story. I think a little, more, a little bit more story. A little bit more plot driven. This felt a little like you know, it's very meandering because you know we should really talk about the monkey in the room. The monkey in the room is kind of what's trying to connect this movie, right. but it really is its own thing. The only connections are, I feel, thematic. Yeah, I mean, and it's uh, we're we're waiting the whole time for the connection for the two plots. Yeah, and then it, it kind of they're like they're like it's just all metaphorical, man. Right. So Ewan's Jupe character was uh, in a children's television. Stephen sh- Ewan. Ewan Jupe is Ewan. He was in a children's television show growing up and. They were they were having a monkey living with them in this house. Where it was all they were all adopted. It was uh, every which way but loose. Gotta fucking love that movie, was, Alex. You know it was like one of the like top box office when, of when, all time. When Dad showed me that movie, I did not know that. I don't think he properly illustrated that picture. That anymore. like that like the movie was like one of the it was like it was one hundred and seventy two million dollars. Yeah, make Clint Eastwood an international superstar. Right, Clint Eastwood is uh, in a seventies movie where it's him and his uh, monkey Clyde, and they are kind of just going around uh with uh, unsettling bikers and monkeys punching people in the face there's no plot to this movie they're just no no like, there, there is a plot they're, they're like a... they're like we got to get from point a to point B. it's uh it's pointing to point b and they they and a bunch of bikers are after him boom that's it that's a plot that's a plot and there's a monkey yeah i'm saying because the monkey is the one that knocks over all the bikes oh oh is it that simple yeah 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 <laughs> and they remember him because it's a guy with a monkey no but the so jupe steven ewan's character is in a tv show growing up and the monkey goes crazy one day and kills everybody on set pretty much and then the only person that he doesn't kill uh, or hurt at all is jupe's character yeah. And then the only one that's also left alive is the uh, is the other, is the other female, his co-star, who's yeah, who's his age, yeah, right, exactly. So we, and then we fast forward to present time. Well, we're cutting the whole time. No, but we fast forward to present time, and Ewan has been feeding OJ's horses to this alien, yeah. extraterrestrial, for six months, and he thinks he can tame the beast 
Like he tamed the monkey. Exactly. Well, the whole point of the movie is that, you know, he didn't learn his lesson with the with the monkey. And it's not just him, though. It's the whole the whole essence of this movie is about control. Yeah. Well, this whole but also this whole idea of also capitalism in there through fine. Even maybe even this idea that through financial freedom, you can you can control the things around you even. Right. I mean, so the whole movie is about control and I, the the capitalism, I guess, goes into that a little bit. Right. In terms of that theory of control. Let's see who everybody's trying to control something. Obviously, Stephen Ewan. Thought he could tame the monkey, and he thought he could tame Jean Jacket, the alien. The cinematographer thought he could control the world through his camera work. Why do they call it Jean Jacket? I'm always just, I'm just trying to remember. I forgot why it, what led the alien to be called Jean Jacket, but whatever. And TMZ and Hollywood has used this metaphor of being able to control, you know, everything. Oh, okay. Right, there's a little bit of that subtext. But when I'm walking into this movie, you know, everybody thought it's usually a racial thriller or a racial. And I think there was less of that in this movie. And it was more 100%. it was more of a general thematic idea of what is control and can you uh, control something? Uh, especially compared to us and get out, like which are like actual racial thrillers. Those are like they're straight up racial thrillers. This is like we're focusing on an African American community uh, like a uh, family here. But and they have that's deep not... roots. They have deep roots in Hollywood and film as an African American. But like, family. but like the story is not like no. Neither, this is happening because they're African American. Neither the plot nor the story is focused on that. Yeah, and there there is subtext there though, right? Like uh, like Stephen Ewan's character is a part of this theory called uh, I think it's it's something like Minority Flight or something where because certain members of the minority community do well. They kind of go on other members and say, "Why aren't you working as hard as us?" and stuff like that. Like, I'm, there are certain subtext. There's a in, lot of subtext. In there's this a lot movie. of subtext in there, but the main complaints coming from guys like Logan Paul, who we circle oh, back to. I love. Here's the thing. Fucking hate Logan Paul. I don't hate Logan Paul. There's nothing. I don't hate the guy. I think the guy's a total asshole. But like, I don't hate him. I know. I haven't met him. I don't know him enough to hate him. I guess. But like. He said he you made, hated him though. Yeah, I did say it, and it's on the pods. So we started. Yo, Alex, great thing for the pod is uh, we start beef with uh, Paul. Vengeance. What did they say? Recording, man. Oh, recording history is the only thing that matters. Yo, what, people, watch BJ Novak's new movie, Vengeance. Absolute it's fire. Like it's like an hour and forty two minute, uh, like uh, reference to The Office. That's the whole movie. <laughs> Yeah, fine. But Nope, he he wrote this tweet out after he saw Nope, and I'll read a little bit and we can kind of comment on it. Nope is one of the movies that is one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. I love Jordan Peele, I love Kiki Palmer. They can act their ass off, but the movie is objectively slow and confusing with stretch themes that don't justify a pace. And we'll just stop there and talk about that. We talked about the pacing and we talked about the speed. And you know what? Getting to the symbolism and what the whole point is, that takes a long time. Yeah. But from scene to scene, this shit moves. Well, well I'm also going to say this the whole first half of the movie. He really wants you asking yourself, what the what's hell the is... What's the connection? What's this flying saucer? What's going on? What's going on with the monkey? He wants you unsettled. He wants you, like... That's he, the object... That's that's objectively what the point of, of the first act is. Yeah. Yes. And... and I, uh, Alex, so I was interested in this, because you're, you're now doing all this research in acts. Yes. When is the end of the first act? Is it when G-Jacket eats uh, Stephen Yoon? Like, I'd have to rewatch the movie because that's what I, I was really trying to figure that out. I have to I have to rewatch it. So that felt like it was the halfway point. So I, again, it's a two hour and twenty minutes. It's a longer movie. I have to rewatch it to to to, to tell to, you. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me my opinion on that. I don't know. To, but to, to really know. Where as it you happens. said, the 
the the themes and the connections are tough to make in in a movie. It takes a long time. But scene to scene, the plot moves very fast, right? We're agreeing there. Yeah. Fine. Next thing is it's not hard to. Also, I'll say this: like the dialogue just pops. Like when Kiki is like allowed to go, she keeps the she just keeps it going. She and her, keeps you entertained. Her and OJ together are really good. We uh, when when Angel comes in, he fits. Angel, in, great guy. He fits in perfectly with like, their dynamic. The whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm like, this is Angel's a totally a real dude. Yeah, I'm just saying his characters are the best parts of his movies, right? Yeah. So it's not hard to conceptualize something disturbing. A train chimp goes animalistic and mauls an entire set. Uh, or a UFO devours anything in its path. It is hard to sensibly tie it to the plot, which was done remarkably poor here, right? So what we have to say on that is you're right. It technically does tie to the plot in understanding Stephen Ewan's character. It's out of place for a reason. Well, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Well, and then there's all the symbolisms because there's the whole if you don't look at the monkey, if you you don't you don't look at the alien, it yeah. doesn't hurt you. The whole um, you know, the horse there, as well. So, so then there's also the other shoe. There's the whole shoe bit. The shoe bit is honestly the hardest bit to understand. You had a you and John, you and friend of the pod, John. Friend of the pod, John. Yeah, they had a good point about the other so, shoe. So our idea was, you know, there's the whole uh, expression uh, when the other shoe drops. The idea is, you know, here's the first shoe. It's right here. It doesn't drop until the other, until a uh, jean jacket comes and eats everybody. Sucks them all up. It's like, because like Stephen Ewan, they're like, you got this one chance and you're just going to do it all over again. Yeah, but this time you're going to antagonize the beast as well. Yeah. You're going to feed it a bunch of food. You're going to have give it a bunch of people to eat as well. So whatever. Fine. But the the connect uh, tying to the plot is understanding the character. That's the whole point of it on a, on a plot a yeah. point of view, right? Story is a whole. We talked about. Well, that. also I think I think young Jupe is supposed to be very similar to OJ. They're supposed they're supposed to have a lot of similarities. Hmm, I don't know about that. Yeah, where's the similarities? Their, their respect and their love for animals is supposed to be. No, there. I think young Jupe is ambivalence and ignorance. No, 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 no. Young Jupe is is supposed to. I don't think it's still happening. It's supposed to be this this like love and respect for animals. He's supposed to have, and that's what. No, that it's, I think it's a lack of understanding because he's a young kid. You don't think the animal bit? Because I, because I, because it's very obvious that Jupe you can have a love for understand. You can have a love for animals and not understand how they work, though. Oh, okay, but you're, but that's that 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 same like love and compassion he had. At least he had. For animals until this goes off is the one that OJ has now. Cause in that cause OJ, you gotta admit, OJ's supposed to be the same way that the monkey spared him, OJ was saved by the by the alien. So ergo they He's like, saved by the alien. He doesn't get attacked. Even though he looks directly at the alien, the alien doesn't attack him. Yeah. That's so there has to be connections between. And he learned his lesson that second time. So th- there has to be connections between OJ and, that. or we're just watching fucking nonsense. No, we're not watching nonsense again. From a plot point of view, it's to understand his character. No, I understand, but but you understand what I'm saying. I do understand what you're, you're saying, and you gave me some great points to look at. Maybe we'll revisit. <laughs> no, no, it's a great fucking point. Next, no one, no you're one. Like I can't, I can't rebut. This, this is a really stupid point, right? No one was curious how a quarter shot through a man's face and killed him. At least, at least they did, they did explain it in the movie. Yeah, actually, I, I was like, oh, that that sounds legit. That's oh, the plane cool. dropped, and I think we all saw Breaking Bad season two or three, whatever the yeah, season was. Two plane, whatever. Uh, also, Keith David as the father. When that came on screen, 
And Keith David sitting on a horse is talking to, to Danny Kalia. I'm like, let us go. Keith David as a, in a Jordan Peele movie having some great monologue scenes because he's the has the best voice, I think. Yeah. And maybe one of the best voices in Hollywood. And then they just kill him two seconds into the movie. I, I was really mad. Uh, I, know, I know. You know who he plays in uh, Rick and Morty? Just the president. Goddamn right. We were just, I was just watching it with John the other day. Oh, okay, friend of the pod. Yeah, yeah friend of the pod. John was like, that's, I was like, that is. That's Keith David is. is is truly has one of the best voices. Okay, fine. Next. Why and how did the shoe stand upright on the set of Gordy's Home, which is the monkey's name? This one, I'm sure, has a reason, but I haven't found anything that makes sense. Again, we talked about a reason, right? Uh, and that is the only reason I really get come, I really honestly came up with. I'm like, so John also said. Here we go. What is John? So, so yeah, what is what is friend of the pie John got to <laughs> yeah, say? What does he have to say? Um, the uh, so something was getting the balloons to go off. The idea was that he thinks the wacky waving and flaming arm flailing tube men. No, I'm talking about in the uh, in in the monkey in uh, back with the monkey. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he was saying something was falling from the sky. Quarters. That was probably quarters. Also from the aliens, saying the alien was probably also there. And the idea is that in that the quarters are falling, or the alien was just doing that shit up well, for fun. Was, we're seeing that shit that was falling out of him. Was was like as if the alien ate something and he was spitting it out the same way that the dad died. Yeah, but they were indoors and they were probably in LA as well. This is just what <laughs> friend of the podcast. And I'm telling you, friend of the podcast, that's a shitty call. It it's just doesn't make sense call? for it. Doesn't make sense. So I thought the whole movie that somehow the aliens are doing this to animals, and I'm like, that really doesn't make sense now that I'm saying it. Well, especially when you find out it's an alien, you're like, I mean, it's an animal. Or is it an alien? So uh, you think maybe it came from underwater? Yeah, I don't give. But a you fuck. think it's like that Joe Rogan thing that we saw moving under fat, so what fast? What Joe Rogan thing? There's like this. Uh, Joe Rogan made it like a famous, but there was like this. Uh, like the Navy caught like this one thing moving so fast, their radar couldn't pick it up. It's called fishes, my guy. <laughs> it's damn. called fishes. Come on. Uh, next one we got. Uh, t- the deep voice cinematographer was cryptic for no reason other than to be cryptic. You're right. He created a fucking dope-ass character about a cinematographer who was cool as shit. I don't have a problem with this. You're telling me this guy... This is Logan Paul. You're telling me this guy was willing to die because he wanted to get better lighting to capture the E.T. for real? Yeah. I fucking believed it. Yep. The whole movie, he's watching fucking animal attacks that he captured on like his own personal film style. Like I believe the guy cared about that that much. 100%. Right. Okay, fine. Uh, same note. Uh, this is the next thing... Uh, Man on the motorcycle, why was his voice deep and robotic? Because he was wearing a mask that hid his, uh, his yeah, who he was. That's like that's like a classic thing that TMZ guys do, isn't it? Yeah, I don't really know. Framed to be an antagonist who'd give an regard. He wasn't framed to be an antagonist. He was thematically framed as an antagonist. Sure, maybe. Mystery solely for the sake of mystery is confusing and leaves too many open ends for a viewer trying to invest themselves in a storyline. I understand. We I left the theater and I saw three guys talking about the movie and I just joined in. I'm like, hey guys, what do you guys think? And I, you know the I, that, that, I, that's what I do love about going to AMC 66. We I feel like we can just find random guys. Be like, yo, what would yeah, you I know because obviously after Jordan Peele movie, you want to talk about exactly. It. So uh, I get you know at the, that point I I understood it was about like taming animals. I just didn't fully grasp it until like a little bit later. I even saw people on the train looking up who I saw at the theater look, yeah. looking up theories. And I'm like, well, you want to actually talk about those theories and not look them up? <laughs> and whatever. Uh, They're like, nah, I don't like social interaction. 
Here's here's the last thing, and this is just the, uh, his. I think Logan had a problem with the dispension, suspension of disbelief in this movie a little bit with the quarters falling. Yeah, to the I, I get it. My next point: the storyline is all over the place in a crowd of forty people. The actress who was mauled on the set of Gordy's home was they, was there. Why? Shock factor? No, it was to illustrate that he didn't learn his lesson. I think we yeah. we understand that. That's the last thing we'll talk about from Logan Paul. He's got nine other uh, thread points here, but we're not going to talk about him. Uh, final thing. Uh, we had talked. We talk about this a lot. Auteur filmmaking. Yeah, here we go. Right. So uh, there are a lot of there are a few auteurs these days that have reached echelon status. Guys like Tarantino, Nolan, Scorsese. I think Fincher is one huge hit away from reaching that status. No, I, no, no, no. He's 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 auteur. No, no, no. From the stat, the upper echelon, we're talking. He, about no, he, he's there. He's on the Tarantino Nolan yeah. level. No, we're talking like of the fame as well. On the fame yeah. level, he's not on that all time. Alex, Alex, level. Alex, here's what you gotta understand. It's it's a question of this. What is can they get whatever they want made? No. And he, yeah. Venture can get whatever he wants. Yeah, made. Netflix can get anything he wants made. Yeah. Yeah, Netflix and Apple just do whatever. Ne- Netflix want. is giving Netflix him, and Apple. Netflix, I'm sure, I'm sure Alex, if you went to Apple, Alex, though, Alex, they didn't make. They were nobody wanted to make Mink. <laughs> you know he what? Like, they were right. He, I did not like Mink. It was just like it was just like it was like yeah, but like. Are you my, are you my people, Alex? He was just like, I want to I want to help produce Love, Death, and Robots. They're like, if you're doing it, Mind we're hunting. there for it. My Alex, like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, Fincher. he's not as good as Tarantino or Nolan or Scorsese. He's not in that level. He's right below that level for me. I, I I think he's that good. Like, is is Fight Club, Social Network? What else do you want from this man? Gone Girl. Uh, what else you've said then? What else do you want from this man? I don't know. I, I don't just, know. Alex, what is... I want more. What? You're, you're, getting, you're getting the killer. So I think... Uh, I think I, I, when the killer comes out, Alex, I probably... Uh, Alex, you're 100% wrong, though. I am wrong. Alex, I am wrong. Alex, Alex when, you, when you got seven, You know what? He's the bottom of the list, though. He's the list. I don't know. Where is this? He's on, he's on the same level as he's, Kubrick? No, he's not on the same level as Kubrick. So is Tarantino on the same level as Kubrick? It's such a great that, that's a great question. It's very hard to do these guys that's, that's, because that's, Kubrick is maybe the greatest American filmmaker of all time. Yeah, well also the thing is that Kubrick always did something different. No, no, no. I really don't think anybody will ever match Kubrick's filmmaking. Yeah, I don't know. No, I mean like, I think we're not we're not we're not treading in new waters here, but <laughs> of of the of the filmmakers that are here today, guys like Chazelle, guys like Peel. Right. Well, uh, what I'm saying is that I think Fincher's above. Yeah, uh, he's way above these guys. We're talking. Yeah. about. Yeah. Right. But these are these are up and coming directors. Yeah. Still, they only made three movies each of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but does he does he have a voice that can kind of reach through and, and enter this status? I think he already has a voice, and he's already no, no, no. Sense. But that's that's the first part. I think I I think so. I think he needs to stay consistent. I think. Uh, yeah, I just don't want to see a steadily lowering in quality because people keep saying, you know, the first was the best. Will he ever make a movie on the same level as Get Out? I don't know. I don't know if anybody can. Yeah, I, I don't know because that's the whole thing. Like Spielberg came out with Jaws, but not too long after that, he had E.T. And then he literally, he literally had one of the greatest 90s runs of all time. Exactly. Like it's, and, and, then, and then, you know, and he got Scorsese. He came out of the gate with Mean Streets, Taxi Driver. Oh, he had a couple stinkers. He had a lot of stinkers in the beginning. New York, New York. He, okay, whoa, he had Boxcar Bertha. Okay, well, not New York, New York. Boxcar Bertha. Be, let, let's be clear here. Made Boxcar Bertha. 
People thought it was meth. He thought it, it was, was garbage meth. too. He, he, and then they he were, made that. He made the then, gangster rape movie and, no, too. No, no, no. Then, then he made. Um, no, my understanding is right after Brothers Brother, he went straight into. Uh, no, he made. He made three movies in no. some order, but but one of them was was Mean Streets. Two of them were before Taxi Driver. Is what I'm saying. Boxcar Bertha is the only official thing he made. Seventy-two, for. I believe, was Boxcar Bertha, yeah. right? But but Alex, you understand? Then he, then he does he does Mean Streets, Taxi Driver. Then he he gets he has he has too much coke. He does uh, New York, New York. Everybody says even if you ask Scorsese, he's like, my man, it was just too much. Coke it was flowing. It was flowing. <laughs> Yo, no, no, I did. Coke. Yeah, that's fine. Then he did literally one of the great American classics, Raging Bull. So we're did, okay. did Raging Bull does King of Comedy right? Honestly, I Alex, I, I, I can just name this no, Scorsese no, no. because we did them all. We did them all. <laughs> King of Comedy, Color of Money. At this Cape Fear right after that. No, it, no Cape Fear is ninety. I always think it's an eighties movie. Alex, you know who you know you know who he traded with Cape Fear? Yeah, he traded with uh, with uh, Spielberg, right? You know a movie. Schindler's List. Schindler's List. Listen, was- and I was about to say this is why this is why Spielberg is on the greats list. Took no money for 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 Schindler's List. Did not took not not a dime. Not a dime because why would he? Fucking Jewish legend. Yeah, no, because the whole time he was making the movie, he also moved the entire post production for Jurassic Park to uh to Germany, so he could do it both simultaneously. That's because helps- he made. Because he made more money than God with Jurassic Park. Well, literally everything before the uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, he made. Listen, and then what does he do in the mid two thousands? Fucking Jews won. He made Munich. Yeah, <laughs> Munich. Baby. Greatest knocked up line. It's <laughs> this time the Jews won. Yeah, I fucking love it. We love it. Jewish podcast right here. Uh, so what does he? I guess there is no. There is no, what's it called? Uh, there is no track record. There's no one way to do this, to get on this level. But I think he's on the right path. I he, continues, he continues reinventing genres, reinventing mm-hmm. stories. You just, have to do, you, you just have to consistently turn out good movies. That's like, that's... Listen, the, that's it. No, no, not not good movies. No, really good movies. Right. Uh, let's just... Or not, like a B picture is not, not going to make it for you. Right, that's a little bit of my thing with PTA. I think he's made some of the greatest movies of all time, and he's also made a lot of movies that I forget about. Give me some of the ones you forget about. Hard Eight, which I saw recently. I love Hard Eight. I like Hard Eight. I love Hard Eight. Alex, I'm, I'll, I'll I actually, saw it. I saw. I'm, I saw it right before Bottle Rocket too. I'm which a, completely. Changed. I'm a. I'm. 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 I'm not gonna lie. I'm a massive Hard Eight fan. I. I can't. I don't get people that are not big Hard Eight fans. I think it's great. I think Philip C, Philip Baker Hall is an absolute legend in that movie. I mean, Philip Figueroa is pretty great in everything. Nah, but he's like... You know what? I, 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 if anybody listens to this, I will get a little bit of flack. Also, Inher- Inherent Vice is everybody's... Eh, Inherent Vice is... is I'm, I've seen Boogie Nights three times. Not a huge fan. I'm a Boogie Nights I, guy. I, I, you know what? I loved it the first shot. Second shot, I'm like, this is really boring. I'm bored. It's, ha- it's long as all hell. I'll give you that. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, it's a, he's, he's a prolific guy. He just, I don't think he has him. He, he's made a ton of movies. I don't know. Whatever. Licorice Pizza's fucking dope. We talked about it. Uh, oh, I love Licorice Pizza. Anything. Wasn't it my favorite movie last year? I believe it made number one on your list. Yeah, it's not my favorite movie what last year. What made number one on my list last year? Peacemaker. No, I mean, uh. <laughs> Peacemaker. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. The most joy I've ever had in a movie theater in the last, like, four years. Uh, since Infinity War. Yeah, I, 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 just I get joy that. in a movie theater. I, I, I just smile ear to ear. The it, whole it's whole. not just joy though, because James Gunn is maybe a top five creator that I love right now, just director right now. 
Who who do we got that's working current? Like obviously there's Scorsese. Scorsese. Alex, you think we'll ever have a podcast where we just don't mention his name? We're no, because he's Scorsese. Well, yeah, we're literally we're the poster looking, right next to us. We're looking at a poster of all of his main characters with him in the middle. And I think it's the perfect Scorsese age where you don't know if he's 90, you don't know if he's 40, <laughs> you know, because the coke. <laughs> you know what I mean? The coke. <laughs> right? And you have right underneath him is Dana Day-Lewis, and right to his side is De Niro, and right to his other side is DiCaprio, and right on top of him is De Niro doing the the shot to the face in a uh, little scene in uh, in Taxi Driver. Yeah. And no, no one, it's, it, it, it's, it's definitely the best piece of artwork I got in this room. And no one, uh, the Dark Knight Trilogy poster is right behind you. <laughs> I, I stand by the statement. Um, one day in my life, I would love to do a watch along on Twitch with the Dark Knight. Maybe I'll get two viewers. It'd be pretty good. Yeah, what about uh, what about Goodfellas? Goodfellas watch along. <laughs> the only I do one scene. It was the respect scene. You know what they did it? Out, they did it out of respect. <laughs> <laughs> we also gotta do the Johnny Sacks just getting fucking stabbed. No, really bad. Really bad. Just getting stabbed. That's uh, God. When I the first time I saw that movie and they opened the trunk and Pesci just stabs him eight times in the stomach. I'm like, ah, chillax here. I just remember what we were like 14. You were like, yo, Freddie, you gotta see this movie. I was like, I ain't gonna be that good. Like, no, 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 no. Gotta see this movie. Maybe the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> Maybe the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like if I wish I could watch The Dark Knight right now like, for the first time. I, I've probably seen Goodfellas as much as I've seen The Dark Knight by, the, as, no, by this point. No, as much as I've seen The Dark Knight? No, no, no. I mean, okay. in general, like as many times as I've seen okay, The Dark Knight. Not as many times as I've seen The no, Dark Knight. No, because you, cause there was a whole year you watched The Dark Knight once, once a, a day. Oh, once a week. Once a week. Once a week. Felt, there was a minute there was once a day. No, no, no. I was watching clips once a day. But I was watching the movie once a week on Saturday nights or Sundays because... You brought it with you on school trips. Every school trip, I brought it with me to play it on the on the bus, and everybody knew I had it after a certain point. Everybody was <laughs> like, "Everybody's like, what are we gonna watch?" Like, of course we're gonna watch the Dark. Knight. I always said the Dark Knight, and they're always like, "No, no, no!" And, 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 and they were like, "What else you got? You got Nothing. any other option?" They got Miracle for the ninetieth time. <laughs> I've seen Miracle a bunch already. <laughs> All right, we're done with this podcast. We ran over time.